1: Seeing the field really well, Um, you know. You talk about being able to make plays on schedule, off schedule, um, being able to create with his legs, being able to, you know, extend plays with his legs, but then be able to deliver the football down the field. Um, He's making as many plays as anybody, and he uh, is—he's outstanding, and he's
0: a problem. (laughs) Kyler Murray's a problem, but the Cardinals have a Rams problem. Consider this, Peter: in the last game. Pre Sean McVeigh, that the Rams had January 1 of 2017, the Cardinals beat the Rams 44 to nothing. Since then, with McVeigh, the Rams are 8 and 0 against the Arizona Cardinals. Total combined points 251 to 91, five blowouts along the way. Wow. And they've handled them with Kyler Murray because, as Aaron Donald said last year, we're used to dealing with Russell Wilson. We kind of have the pieces in place to deal with Kyler Murray. So eight games in a row the Rams have won. Both teams are undefeated at 3-0. and They're playing at SoFi Stadium. I, I don't know what the Cardinals are going to be able to do here. Uh, the Rams have been dominant. The Cardinals have been lucky at times. The, this one, I'm not going to call a, a blowout is coming, but I think the spread's four and a half. Pssh. I, the Cardinals got to prove that they can stay within a touchdown of the Rams because they haven't stayed within a touchdown for four years. Here's sort of the way I look at,
1: at this. To me, I, and I understand that the 8-0 no is just really eye-opening, but I always look at the players who are going to be playing in this game. Okay, And, and look, I think the Rams are going to win this game too. I think probably... Most people would who analyze this game. But the one thing that I see right now in Kyler Murray is I see a guy who is increasingly confident in his ability to make tight window throws, Mike. If you watch the way he has played early and watch some of the throws that he has made, like, now that wasn't a tight window throw. But over and over again, what you see is he is okay and he's confident now zinging the ball into now that's a fairly tight window throw because he had to get it to one specific spot and so that's how I look at Kyler Murray now and that's what he really hadn't been prior to this year I just think he he's he is a problem as Sean McVay says and he will have to be great in this game for them to win and he hasn't been great before this year against the Los Angeles Rams so He's going to have to find a solution or two that he hasn't
0: found in the last year, especially. And, and let me flip it around to the other quarterback because somehow the Rams have handled the Cardinals easily eight straight times with Jared Goff as their quarterback. Now they have the dramatic upgrade to Matthew Stafford. Consider this. Goff is now 0-10 in his entire NFL career when his head coach is anyone other than Sean McVay. And 8-0 with McVay against the Cardinals. You go from Goff to Stafford and everything they're doing on that offense and they're dialing it up deep and they're dialing it up short and they're able to do all the things. As Cliff Kingsbury said earlier this week, it's a perfect storm when you combine a guy like Stafford with Sean McVay. And they were 8-0 without Stafford against the Cardinals. That's what makes me even more convinced this is going to be a romp by the Rams on Sunday.
1: You know, I remember sitting in training camp talking to Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers uh, on my training camp tour, and unprompted, right at the beginning of the conversation, he goes, just watch out for Matthew Stafford. That guy is going to have a monster year. And look, not just for that, but I, I did pick him as my MVP coming into this year. The interesting thing is, you could argue that 1-2 for MVP after, two, after three weeks would be in some way Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. Add Derek. That's my Carr one too. In there. You know he's, yep. yeah, he's won, and you know Derek Carr he's won two uh, uh, overtime games so far. But when I look at uh, right now the way Matthew Stafford is playing, look, I talked to McVeigh the other day, Mike, and one of the things that it's clear, it's clear, Sean McVeigh felt feels very comfortable. With every single play on his play sheet right now, calling anything at any time, knowing that he has a quarterback who will execute it just like Sean McVay envisions it being executed. Okay, and look, McVay won't say this every time I've talked to him about golf. I love golf. Hey, it just didn't work out. We're both moving on. Blah 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 blah. He never says, "Man, golf stunk." But but you know (laughs) you know that clearly. He he basically believes that right now he can call anything with uh, with Stafford and be ultimately confident that Stafford's going to execute it.
0: Reminds me of that event back in June where he was appearing with Stafford and McVay was all over the top on how happy he is now and all of this and and he said just enough to make it clear that that you know it's it's gone from Goff to Stafford and people reacted to that and McVay got a little pissy sorry Manchester but uh, he wasn't happy that people applied the obvious logical conclusion to his words about why he's so happy now because he wasn't happy when he didn't have a guy who could make all the throws and do all the things necessary if they'd had Stafford in Super Bowl 53 we talked about that earlier how the Patriots offense was compromised in 2018 they'd have won that Super Bowl if they had Matthew Stafford for that one game that's for damn sure Peter
1: Mike, all you have to do, all you have to do is look at, you know, when McVay got on the phone with me after the game last Sunday, he goes, man, I've got just a massive headache, probably because I acted like a maniac all through this game. Now, Mike, does, does a, 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 a sort of middling, happy, uh, just, just okay with what's going on, run up and down the sidelines like an absolute maniac, and is the first guy to get to the end zone, uh, to greet Deshaun Jackson after a touchdown. I mean, I, I, this guy was running like a man possessed all through the game. And he blamed it on coffee. I blame it on
0: unrequited, unreserved euphoria. I remember becoming aware of the phenomenon known as spontaneous internal combustion back in the 70s, and I fear that it's going to happen to McVeigh at some point this year if at he keeps it point, up. yeah. <laughs> there he is. Look at there this. There he goes. <laughs> is he the first guy down there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we're both on the How about Stafford same page. after <laughs> the game?
1: Stafford Stafford hadn't seen some of those things, and he goes, Man, I couldn't believe that. <laughs>
0: oh God. yeah uh the ravens at two and one after two very close wins that could have been losses following a loss that could have been a win they go to face the broncos who are undefeated and the broncos fans are very upset they're not getting their respect well they haven't beaten anybody yet the combined record of their opponents so far is zero and nine beat the ravens and i'll feel very differently about the broncos the broncos actually are one point favorite oh and game. ten now uh, well, that's true. That's right. Because you throw the Jaguars in there, it's gone to 0-10. Lamar Jackson's got a back injury. sore back, according to offensive coordinator Greg Roman. We'll wait and see. He's missed practice Wednesday and Thursday. Never missed a game due to injury, Peter. Uh, that's that's a separate so Let's assume that he'll get it together and he'll be able to play. It's still a hell of a, a challenge for the Ravens to go out to Denver and, and to try to beat a Broncos team that has looked very good defensively and very consistent and solid offensively?
1: Well, I mean, there's a few big questions about this game. Number one, the Broncos know what everybody's saying about them. You haven't beaten anybody, so we're not going to give you any props. They know that. And, and any, any rational person would say they're right. It's possible right now that 30, 31, and 32 in some order are Jags, Jets, uh, and Giants possible and those are their three opponents so far so I'm not ripping the Broncos you play who you play you got you can only play who's on your schedule but this is a big game for the Denver Broncos to basically say World, we are real Teddy Bridgewater is reborn and we are going to be a threat all season in the AFC West that is what this Sunday is about for Denver
0: yeah, I agree with you completely, and it will not surprise me if they end up winning the game, if they end up suffocating the Ravens. And, you know, I, 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 I as I consider the flight from Baltimore to Denver, the altitude in Denver, you've got the back issues with Lamar Jackson. I just wonder how all that's going to potentially complicate things for Jackson as he tries to get himself ready to play in that game. But the Ravens, I I thought that the win over the Chiefs would kind of propel a run of of, of big performances. They narrowly win the game on Sunday. Uh, I, just, I feel like that they're starting to get that vibe where they just believe that there's a way. They're going to find a way. They're going to make it happen. And I think they'll make it happen against the Denver Broncos. But it will not surprise me if the Broncos continue to win. And finally, beat a team that has managed to beat someone else this season let's go ahead and take a break we're going to do some fill in the blank including which rookie quarterback will find a way to bounce back or bounce at all when sunday rolls around more pft live right after this around any corner within every battle and with the dawn of each new day the threat of the unexpected the unpredictable and the unrelenting lies in wait netcredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day loans offered by netcredit or lending partner banks and service by netcredit application subject to review and approval learn more at
1: netcredit.com partners netcredit credit to the people Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Our team, we're playing great football right now. You know, offense is is playing great. You know, our defense is playing solid defense. We just had a shutout, you know, against the Jets. And it doesn't matter who you're playing, you know, in the NFL. A shutout is hard to get. And, um, you know, we're playing great, we're playing great team defense, and, you know, we got a great team coming up this week. Um, it's, it's, it's really like a playoff game early in the season, you know, and it's a lot of these guys haven't even played in a playoff game before, and, you know, it's kind of been my message to these guys, like, you know, this is this is a playoff game early in the season. This is, this is how, this is time for us to, you know, show what we got against a, you know, worthy opponent, and, you know, that's where our focus has been.
0: Time for today's speed round brought to you by Verizon 5G built right. And here we go. Peter King. If blank wins this week, I'll start buying the hype. Denver.
1: I I mean, Von Miller just said it all. It's got to be like a playoff game for those guys. Yeah, they've outscored the opposition by 50 points so far. We know the opposition's 0-10. They've got to show America and they've got to show themselves that they're capable of beating a team like Baltimore and winning a game in a playoff-type atmosphere.
0: Well, for all reasons we discussed earlier in the program as it relates to the recent history of the Rams-Cardinals back and forth, I say the Cardinals. They get to 4-0 by, by exercising that demon that is the L.A. Rams, then I'll believe the hype that the Cardinals really are one of the best teams in the NFL. All right, if Blank loses this week... I'll be hovering over the panic button. Seattle.
1: Because, you know, you're right, Mike. For Seattle to go one and three, to lose three games in a row for the first time in Russell Wilson's 10 seasons as quarterback, the number of problems that they would then have trying to get back into the, the playoff race in their own division, the best overall division in football now, the AFC West may come up with a pretty good argument here if Denver stays good, but I would be really, really concerned if after one quarter of the season, if I'm the Seahawks, that I'm going to be that far down in such a great division.
0: You know, I don't know what it means yet to be one in three in a 17 game season in a normal season, 16 games, you get to three losses, you're halfway to your maximum if you want to get into the playoffs is a practical matter now sometimes you get in nine and seven sometimes you don't get in at ten and six but one and three with with 13 to go I don't know how that's going to feel but if the Chiefs fall to one and three in the division they're in with the Broncos and the Raiders and the Chargers and you have to climb over teams and you got to jockey for wild card position I can't believe I'd even be considering the possibility of the Chiefs not making the playoffs But if they somehow lose in Philadelphia to a team that is inferior to them, then it's time to recalibrate how good the Chiefs really are. So I would panic if the Chiefs somehow lose to the Eagles. I don't think they will. Blank has been the most underrated player so far this season, Peter. Um, Well, I'm going to
1: give you somebody who you probably wouldn't expect and also, you may just think, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a gimmicky pick. But in my opinion, the, the best player that we're not talking about nearly enough is Shaq Thompson. And to me, look, the Carolina Panthers have allowed 10 points a game. And Mike, every time you see an extended highlight package on the Carolina Panthers in the first three weeks... Shaq Thompson's in about six of the plays. And so to me, this guy who is maybe he's not going to get the the sack stats of a Reddick or a Burns. Okay. But to me, I think he is a vitally important player in the one of the two or three most surprising teams in the NFL.
0: Now, I got a couple I'm going to mention real quick. It's hard to say that Derek Carr has been underrated, but I feel like he still kind of gets lost in the shuffle because the narrative has skewed away from him and we just assume it's just a matter of time before it falls apart. I I think he needs to get more credit for what he's done with the Raiders. He's basically become John Gruden after three and a quarter years with Gruden and he's exactly what Gruden wants a quarterback and it's working and they got an opportunity to go to 4-0 and on Monday night against the Chargers they pull that off they need to be taken very seriously but my official pick will be Kirk Cousins because I love him I love him not I love him I love him not but you know, we were ready to write him off completely based upon what we saw from the Vikings in the preseason, which wasn't much. There was the vaccination controversy. They've fallen out of love with him. He's going to be done after this year. They've got Kellen Mond ready to go. He's been spectacular this season for the Vikings. And not that he's going to get himself into the MVP race, not that he's one of the best five in the NFL. Dalvin Cook is a believer course he's the guy who gives him the football it's self-preservation to be a believer but I, I i think the cousins hasn't gotten enough notice for what he's done so far uh the rookie quarterback he hasn't gotten enough
1: notice because they're one and two
0: well but he's he, played he very well and they, the they should have beaten the Cincinnati. yeah well but they they should the have beaten the Cardinals. they all oh, well if they had a kicker that could make a 37 yard field goal they'd be two and one all right the rookie quarterback that will have the best performance on sunday is who Um, Well,
1: I I mean, this is again, when I saw these topics, the one thing the one thing that I looked at is tell me which rookie quarterback do I actually like the most right now? And I think Zach Wilson is going to have a good game on Sunday. Now, I am totally on record as saying that, you know, the the New York Jets didn't do enough uh, with their roster to protect Zach Wilson before the season. But to me, they got a wounded animal coming into the Meadowlands. Uh, They've got a very unhealthy receiving core with the Tennessee Titans. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. Hey, it's a surprise. Julio Jones injured. Um, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones both might not play. The Jets' defense has not been woeful. And I think the Jets have a chance to go out and score an upset
0: Sunday. I think Zach Wilson will play well. They are missing Marcus May, their franchise-tagged safety this weekend. That's not good for the Jets. Yet another blow to their defense. I'm going to say Justin Fields, just because of all the criticism, the withering complaints directed at Matt Nagy, I think they're going to whip up a game plan, and Fields is going against the Lions, and it's going to be wet. It's going to be rainy. That doesn't bode well for Jared Goff holding onto the football. I think Justin Fields is going to end up uh, having a better game than we expect just because we expect nothing at this point. When we return, who needs to show us something in week four of the 2021 NFL season? We'll do that next on PFT Live.
1: Pro Football Talk is brought to you by Verizon. 5G built right.
0: To the top! Bill's Mafia gender reveal. I was thinking during the countdown, Peter, this is going to be a shame. Fortunately, it wasn't. Fortunately, no bones were broken that we we're aware of during that slamming through the cardboard table, not cardboard, the card table. Anyway, whatever table it is. It's a table. It's a table. I'm not up on my various types and forms of tables. I am up on this, though. Show me something. Week four. Here we go. A lot of work to do. Not a lot of time to do it. You get the first pick. Well, I'll say
1: show me something, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, You have been tremendous in your first three weeks. Now you face a team with a a bunch of multiple looks on defense and a team that basically you know you might have to outscore to win a game. So show me something, Teddy Bridgewater. Beat the Baltimore Ravens. Show America that you are
0: reborn and the Denver Broncos are reborn. Show me something, defense, that definitely has put the WTF and WFT. What has gone on with that vaunted, much-hyped Washington defense? And if they're ever going to wake up, Peter, it's now in Atlanta against the Falcons. Offense there, not yet where it's going to be eventually under Arthur Smith. It's time. It's time. Or, Or we were grossly wrong, not just partially wrong, but grossly wrong about this team.
1: Show me something, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, This is a classic case of a quarterback taking his team into an enemy den where it's going to be very tough to win this game. And you know what? Ben Roethlisberger, whether he says it or not, is going to get on that plane in Pittsburgh on Saturday to fly to Austin Strobel Airport in Green Bay. And he's going to get on that plane knowing, well, everybody on this team, Everybody in this organization knows that this one's up to me. I know it. Everybody knows it. Ben Roethlisberger has to have a great football game in Green Bay for the uh, the Steelers to have a good chance to win a game that they'll be big underdogs in in Wisconsin.
0: First time Rodgers and Roethlisberger together on the same field since Super Bowl 45. Rodgers has missed the last two, one in Pittsburgh, one in Lambeau. Show me something. And this is another reunion game this weekend that has gotten overshadowed by that one that's coming on Sunday night. And that is longtime Vikings employee, Kevin Stefanski, who survived better than a cockroach in a nuclear holocaust through a bunch of bad teams in Minnesota, bad coaching, bad organizations. He was there from 2006 through 2019. He's now the head coach of the Browns. And Kevin Stefanski is taking back his institutional knowledge of Mike Zimmer's defense. Show me, Kevin Stefanski, how you can pick apart that Zimmer defense and make that offense go and nudge the Browns to 3 and 1 what would be even though it was kind of expected it would still be impressive to see Cleveland 3 and 1 in the standings
1: are you positive that a cockroach can survive a nuclear holocaust
0: i think it survives the aftermath of the holocaust not the actual bomb i don't think their their exoskeleton is you know Nuclear blast proof. I think that they survive when, you know, when when whenever happens happens afterward. I don't know. I've just heard. I'll it tell so you long what. I've you weren't pre- you weren't prepared for that one, were you? No, I wasn't. No, I just assume. You know, I've been hearing it for so long. <laughs> I just assume it's true. All right, show
1: me something, Dak Prescott. And I hate to be so quarterback centric, but I want to see Dak Prescott. Who is playing easily like a top five quarterback in the NFL? Solve the mystery that is Phil Snow's defense with great, with a great pass rush and a great sideline to sideline player in Shaq Thompson. Show me something, Dak Prescott. Show me that you can pierce uh, this this great defense that has played so well in the first month of the season. I want to see Dak Prescott
0: put up high 20s against the Carolina Panthers. My last one, and I haven't picked a quarterback yet. I am going to go to a game that we mentioned very briefly in the last segment. The forecast in Chicago currently calls for 95% chance of rain. Jared Goff, the combination of the small hands and the throwing motion and the inability to hold on to the football. We saw it in the rain in Green Bay week two show me something jared goff oh and 10 for his career when his coach is someone other than sean mcveigh the bears aren't who we thought they were this is your chance to go get a win and maybe jared goff can pull it off if he can hold on to the football in the rain we got to take a break we'll wrap up this friday edition of pft live right after this Announced on Thursday, five artists for halftime of Super Bowl 56. What surprised me about this is how it was unveiled. It was just after 5 o'clock Eastern. The tweets started to show up. Usually there's some buildup. There's a leak. There's an announcement that an announcement is coming. But it was just the announcement. It's going to be Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar at halftime of Super Bowl 56 in Englewood. Peter, the, the parallel is, and you were probably at this game, Super Bowl 27... Rose Bowl the last time a Super Bowl was in LA and that was the first time they fully embraced having the extravaganza at halftime with Michael Jackson because the year before Foxes in living color siphoned off a bunch of the halftime audience because the NFL didn't have a big extravaganza at halftime of its game
1: yeah and and look this it's clear that the NFL wants desperately right now to appeal to young America. And also to an international audience that, you know, I was told this a couple of years ago, you know, part of the halftime show that we consider, how does it appeal to people mostly in Europe? uh, And, and, you know, because they're staying up. A lot of people are staying up to watch the halftime show and then they're, you know, all over the world and then they're going to bed. So this clearly to me, is, a, is an appeal to the young people of America and the
0: young people of the world. So the first time in 29 years a Super Bowl be in L.A. Um, I, did, did, well, we're out of time. I had a great thought, but we don't have time to share it with We you, had a anyways. good time, Another Mike. Time. Enjoy your day. See
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue
0: Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.